This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It is the Friday edition. This is a super secret double probation, two-way wrist radio, secret handshake, and club ring dog whistle phrase is Friday edition known only to co-conspirators on the Blaze Radio Network. Excelsior. Welcome back. I'm Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. We are together, the Blaze Radio Network. Our number, which I hope for reasons about to be stated, even more than usual, uh, you will use, which is 1-888-900-3393. 1-888-900-3393. Via Twitter, at J-A-Y underscore Severin. I make allusion to more than usual for this reason. I wish today to experiment. I've actually asked another girl to join us after dinner. No, no, that's not, uh, it's not out of the question that I will say that someday, but it's, but today's not the day. I was just, I was just checking mic levels. I want to experiment a little bit today. Come on, it's Friday. See, that's how I establish it's Friday edition. Okay, what I'd like to do today is establish a principle on experimental basis. And I know it seems wild, but like most new ideas, at first it is going to seem wacky. But here it is. Let's assume, starting at this moment, at 1-888-900-3393, let's assume... No, let's recognize that the nature and magnitude of the news in the last 10 days or so has been such that if you have called the show, you have had to wait longer than I'm comfortable with. And in fact, people have not gotten on. It's not always possible to get everyone on, but it's more possible than I've made it in the last 10 days. I enjoy it tremendously, and I know you do too. And believe me, I I hear from you. Some people would rather hear me talk. Some people would rather hear us communicate. And and that number is awfully sizable. So I'm not just fishing here for nothing. I mean, I know I hear from you, and you enjoy the show best, many, many of us do, when we are having telephonic intercourse. And remember, I want it to be good for you, too. But there's no smoking 
here, uh, before, during, or after uh, telephonic intercourse. Uh, So in recognition of the fact that people have waited too long, and in an experimental venture, which holds for purposes of theory, and for the next two hours at least, practice, that I have nothing to say so important that it cannot wait for any phone call to be taken virtually immediately. Do you hear me? I am willing to concede on an experimental basis for the next two hours that nothing I have to say. And remember, what I have to say, I say in your service. So when I'm not talking, I'm depriving you of things that you need to know. I say that with all humility of which, uh, with which I am possessed. So it would mean not a great deal, but it's, it's, I can only give you what I have. So that's the operational assumption as of this moment. So if you find yourself inclined to call one 3393 for any reason on any topic, you will find that if I'm successful in this experiment, you will get on the air and you will get on the air quickly. And there you will find the same marvelously congenial and modest host you always find at the end of the phone call that begins with these digits, one 3393 Draw nigh and be heard is another way to say it. Last night, uh, this is, uh, I'm Jay Severin. We have for you an American tragic comedy in two acts. Act one, Ted Cruz last night spoke at a Republican event, a major Republican event in New York City, which was heavily covered by the media and attended by the uh, all the people I spent the first two-thirds of my life working with. And um, <clears throat> I really don't, may I just say I don't miss them? In any case, it was a major address given the circumstances. Far too little of fuss is being made about what happened last night at this speech. Though the fact that... Uh, that Rush is making a big deal out of it, means at least it won't go ignored. But if you saw it, and chances are you did along with me see it, because it was broadcast on Fox News last night, you saw it probably, and you probably are among those who had a reaction similar to mine, uh, mine similar to yours, and that is there was a moment And some people believe this was utterly spontaneous and innocent. But there was a moment when Ted Cruz started to speak, at which point, unlike when Kasich and Trump spoke, the crowd noise shot way up. 
Now, I believe the crowd noise did probably shoot way up because uh, I've spoken to someone who was in the room privately, and everybody acted tremendously rudely, you know, as though the speakers were or Donald Trump, John Kasich, and then like me. You know, everyone picked the moment of Cruz taking the stage to go to the bathroom or visit another table. Now, that's because they don't like Ted Cruz in New York for reasons we, we you know and, and we will further discuss. But that's the only coincidence that I recognize from last night. You don't pay me to believe in lazy fashion as to coincidences. The other things that happened, I don't believe for a second, not a moment, were coincidences. Here's what happened. Ted Cruz started to speak. Everyone got up and started to move around, talk, everything else. There are two kinds of micro, three kinds of audio sources at an event like that. You have the audio that carries the speaker, the speaker's voice onto the PA system, the public address system, so the people in the room can hear the speaker. Then there is the direct feed to the network, which they usually plug into what's called a malt box. They usually plug in, but major networks do their own thing because they don't want to rely on idiots they don't control. So you have the network feed, which controls the audio feed of the speakers back to Fox News. And then the third audio source, which happens at every event which is broadcast, there are uh, uh, audio, there are microphones there to pick up what's called ambient sound. And ambient sound is merely what's happening in the room, and so a, a good sound engineer, in theory, will mix the levels so that when you hear someone speaking, you know what it's like? It's like any professional sporting event you've ever heard. Think about the next one you watch. You will hear crowd sound. People love to hear the crowd sound. It really enhances the game. Don't believe me? Try watching an NHL playoff game, an NBA game, an NFL game, even a baseball game. Uh, I say even because going from any of those sports into a baseball game is like going from a, a, a theater doubleheader where the first show is Hair uh, or The Music Man uh, and the second one is Death of a Salesman. You're going from like excitement and joy into morbidity, morosity. Anyway, Break. crowd sound is important. Ambient sound is important in any broadcast. You want to hear the sound of the crowd. But it can't be equal to the sound of, like, the play-by-play announcer, right? You want to hear the sounds of the players hitting each other in football. But they mix it in. It's, a, it's underneath. You hear it, but you don't want to hear it louder than you hear the announcers. Well, last night at this dinner, there were microphones to pick up the ambient sound, which is the crowd sound, the little tinkling of glasses, the, the light undertone of conversation, to, to, to make a full audio presentation of what the event was. Well, Ted Cruz started to speak, and the one coincidence I'm willing to accept is that everyone took that moment to be rude, to get up, start moving around, uh, and creating lots of ambient noise, and turn their backs on him, and walk in and out of the room, and laugh loudly, and visit other tables. But the other things that happened, seconds later... Evidently, almost no one has noticed or cares to discuss, but were profound, I believe, and I want to know what you believe, 
and you will know them or at least know them more intimately next. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust.com. This is the Jay Severin Show. Where sometimes you can hear Jay not lie, but fib. Because here's an exception already to my rule for today that any call takes precedence over anything I have to say. The asterisk there is if I'm finishing a sentence or a story, okay, which makes no sense without it. So let me quickly finish and then we'll go to our calls. Cruz then started to speak. And as I say, people got up, started to act rudely. That's the only coincidence I'm prepared to accept because what happened right thereafter almost instantaneously, simultaneously, was the servers decided to then serve dinner. And all of a sudden, the clank and clatter of dinner being wheeled out, wine bottles, water bottles, glasses, dishes, silverware, clanging, clacking, all of that was extant, whereas it had not been for either Kasich nor Trump. Also, the ambient microphones were jacked up such that it was the loudest ambient sound. The mix was the loudest crowd sound to speech maker that you've ever heard. It it virtually drowned out the speech maker. Uh, No coincidence as to the timing of when dinner would be served or those ambient microphones being jacked up in the mix. Then the next thing that happened, which uh, you know is the is the thing that some people may have noticed more than these other more subtle things, is that about six minutes into Ted Cruz's speech, and the minute he said we're going to tear up Obamacare, they killed Ted Cruz's mic. So all of a sudden, what you had, you may have heard this before in watching television, when the principal microphone of the anchor or the guest cuts out, and you only hear them by virtue of the microphone pinned to the person next to whom they're sitting. You vaguely hear them, but you instantly know something's not right. They killed the sound. They killed the audio on Cruz's microphone. So if you were watching Fox News, what you heard was loud dinner conversation and laughter, the clanking, clacking, jarring sounds of plates and silverware crashing against each other, being uh, filled and moved and clanking. And you heard people getting up and going, oh, you old bastard, Charlie. I always were a riot. You know, and people talking to each other and laughing and all of that. And those mics were jacked way up. And that's what you heard. 
What you heard was that. You heard a dinner party. This was from a sound effects CD, and it says, sounds of a dinner party. That, that's what you heard. Somewhere way ghosted in the background, ghosted is the technical term, ghosted in the background was the voice of Ted Cruz. You could still hear Ted, but you heard him like this, like you're hearing me now. I can't tell, Britt. Was that about right? Yeah, okay. And, and but I got to mix in all the, which I don't have, the silverware and the, someone taking my drink. And so, when I become president, the first thing. That's what you heard if you were watching Fox News. I don't believe in coincidences. I'm going to tell you that all of that was choreographed. This is New York City. They hate Cruz. New York City values, even if he never said that, they hate Cruz. This is Trump's town, and this is another kind of town. And my answer, which I tweeted a little while ago to a friend here on Twitter, and which I also shared with uh, another friend on the radio, I said, simply explained, want to know what happened last night? It used to be sung as an old advertising slogan. Some of us will remember it. Are you ready? Look for the union label. Look for the union label. It continued. When you are buying your coat dress or slacks or blouse or whatever it was. But the important part is... Answer to what happened last night in New York City to Ted Cruz. Look for the union label. End of explanation. Trinity, Trinity, and Trinity from South Carolina. Welcome. Hey, Jay. How you doing, my friend? What's up? Nothing. Uh, just been sitting here pulling my hair out here recently. I was kind of hoping you could give me some good news. Um, if not, uh, you still got that screen button available. If after my call, you can get it for me. <laughs> don't, don't, you wor- don't you worry about that, my friend. We just want to hear you lay back on the couch and tell Dr. J what ails you. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I feel. Um, my, my thing is, is this broker convention, because I got a feeling that's where it's going to wind up going. No question. And like I, was telling, like I was telling the spring caller is, if Trump wins the nomination, pretty much Ted Cruz's people are not going to vote for him. If, if uh, Ted Cruz gets the nomination, Donald Trump's people are not going to come up for him to vote. So basically, what should have been an easy win for us because of Hillary, we're basically going to give her the presidency. And, you know, I love this great country of ours and stuff. You know, and just, I don't think we could take it, and I, I hate to say this way, but a, a third term of someone like Obama, yeah. and yeah. I yeah. I just can't take it no more, I guess. And you could yeah, Trinity, I, I uh, am grateful for your angst and your call. Call again soon, all three of you. 
any one of the, any one of the three of you, Trinity, may call at any moment. Uh, let me say, I feel your pain, and what's more, I understand it. The only thing on which we disagree is it was never going to be easy beating whomever the Democrats put up because the Democrats have an easy-to-understand message. We will steal from the people who work and give to the people who don't. You know the word hood? I mean as in a hood, a thug. Think of the word hood in that context when I say it's the Robin Hood political party. They don't rob from the rich and give to the poor. They rob from everybody who works and give to the people who don't. And people find it irresistible. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network, 1-888-900-3393, 1-888-900-3393. And in a bold, bold illustration and promise kept, uh, whereas here I would generally continue with the next topic, I am going to the phones because today we're operating under the assumption that nothing I have to say is more important to you or for you to hear or that you would rather hear than the sounds of interpersonal telephonic intercourse with this audience. I am proud to welcome a uh, current, uh, I'm not sure, but certainly with this moniker, future member of the Blues Hall of Fame, Poe Blind Cripple, and we need a first name to make it complete. Can you give me a first name? It's got to be Martin. Poe Blind Cripply Martin from California, who, as I say, has fulfilled uh, the the first and chief criterion of entry into the Blues Hall of Fame by having at least two and preferably three or more adjectives that relate to a physical disability or a malady of income. Uh, Poe Blind Cripply, welcome. Brother from another mother, how are you, Your Honor? <laughs> Thank you for calling. Be heard. Uh, it has been a long time. I wish to approach the bench. Please do. Your Honor, I'm gravely concerned about the other day's little interaction between the Russian military and their MIG and our ship. Preach, I find it Preach fa- on. I find it fascinating that we would allow such an incursion to occur I guess everybody's forgotten about the coal when the guys with the rags on their heads sailed up in their uh, little watercraft and killed a bunch of sailors by blowing themselves up. Now we got jets with missiles flying 30 meters from our from our war machine. Not good. That was a win-win. Uh, may I call you just Poe for the moment? Sure, certainly may, sir. Thank you, Poe. This was. I think this will be seen and certainly, certainly could be seen as 
uh, a seminal moment in in postmodern uh, Russian American sort of you know uh, nouveau Cold War relationships yes. because yeah. in other times in history, let me put it this way: if we had done, if we reversed this circumstance such, or altered the circumstance such that everything we've seen about that was the same except that it was the black sea and it was two american fighters what what right. what would we be talking about today yes indeed yes i well, no I no I'm, it's, a, it's a literal question what do you think we'd we be would... discussing today <laughs> the topic would be extremely different it would be how the, uh, the, the answer, since you are reluctant, the answer is we'd be waiting for the bodies or the remains of the pilots and co-pilots of our fighter planes to be returned to the United States. And we'd be bargaining with Russia for the returns of the remains of our pilots, because if we did a simulated attack run on a Russian warship, that had the capability and all warships do by definition, they would have shot those planes out of the sky before they released their missiles or before they flipped that switch before they got hot. They wouldn't have waited. They wouldn't have waited to say missiles away. They they would have blown those American fighters out of the sky. If they went on uh, what they're now calling a simulated attack run on this American destroyer, and the only consensus that actually holds water in this case is the one being marketed right now. And that is the reason that not by not by not by our government, not by Obama, God knows, but right. by loyal Americans who know better and foreigners, uh, our allies and others who say this was aimed directly. The message aimed directly uh, at us secondarily. The primary target of that message was NATO allies of ours and those seeking to become NATO allies. And the message was, these are, I have a word, but I'm not allowed to use it anymore. So I'm going to camouflage it. These are bags that will not, that they will not, these bags will not defend themselves. And they're sure not going to defend you. And we, uh, my my next question would be: Now that we're friends with uh, Cuba, what would happen if a <laughs> what would happen if a Russian submarine were to surface in Havana Harbor and open up its uh, ways for the uh, missiles on the deck? Would we do anything? Would Obama just sit there in his chair and go, "Oh, don't worry"? Yes. If if we have Russian boomers off the coast. Uh, east and west coast of the United States, yep. 24 hours a day, 365. If they yep. blew their tubes and opened their doors and sat there with their doors open, at least at that point, uh, we would do nothing. Uh, Obama yep. would probably require, and this is what I mentioned yesterday about North Korea, I don't believe that if we were, I, I, I think if they opened their tubes and they launched, 
and we said we've got four inbound hot missiles headed for, name the locations you like, in America. I don't think Obama would do a thing, not a thing. And when they struck, I don't think Obama would do a thing. And I think he would wait to gather all the facts and not want to be precipitous. And I think two days would turn into 10 and it would turn into 30. And then we would say, well, we really don't want to start a war here. You can imagine how he would pervert the language uh, of the circumstance to make it look like like it was our fault somehow or something. You know, your Uh, honor, I think the bottom line, uh, Poe, if I may call you Poe, is, yes, is that in the end, the most important part of this is not that we're angry because of this or we're humiliated because of this, though we are and we are, and that's not unimportant. It is that if North Korea believes this or Russia comes to believe it or China or Iran or fill in the blank, if they come to believe this, if they come to believe that they've got in the bank that they're holding a card, for at least one strike against us, against which, or in response to which, we will do nothing? Uh, That is sick. And I think sick is where we're at. Your Honor, again, always a pleasure. Parte diem. Thank you very much. You take care of yourself. Anyone who's both, uh, you know, who's Poe, Cripley, blind, and from California has at least one advantage. Uh, I'm not sure which one that is, but thank you for calling. I am Jay Severin. We are partners. You are the best and brightest. We are the Blaze Radio Network. And that was a at least a future Blues Hall of Famer, Poe Blind Cripley. Uh, was it Bob? It doesn't really matter. It's the Poe Cripley Blind. Mar- Martin. That's right. Mar- that's a good one, too. Martin is a good one. Uh, otherwise known as Mate to his uh, his good friends. Last night, I looked for the scheduled Democrat debate. Did you? I mean, I wanted to check it out. I figured it was my duty to us to check out the uh, last, I think it's the last Democrat debate before the New York primary on Tuesday. But all I could find was some video of some of these great-grandparents, they apparently were screaming at each other over hair in the bathtub when they had come to visit for the holidays. They were screeching at each other about hair in the bathtub or something like that, as far as I could make out. They were exceptionally cranky and screechy and loud, and I had to turn it off after about 30 seconds. Uh, at least this one... I adjusted the audio myself without any help from the network. May I mention to those of us who did notice that Fox has said nothing about Cruz's audio cut last night. Somebody killed Cruz's microphone at that speech. Somebody had to kill it. Now, okay, Jay, don't jump to conclusions, you butthead. It could have been a technical failure. Yes, yes, it might have been. I have set up, I have worked every element of that job. I have engineered those jobs. I have produced them. I have uh, 
been executive producer of them. I have, you know, I've done everything in that line of, of spectrum you can do about recording an event, filming it, recording it, and then cutting it into commercials and everything else. So this is my business. And yes, yes, it could have been a technical failure. It could have been a technical failure simultaneously to the uh, sudden delivery of dinner and plates and glasses and silverware and and everybody talking, oh, Bob, you're a funny bastard. I already said that about you. And now, when I'm your president, I, I really, I, I'd like, but I really, I'd like to talk to you. This is Jay Febrin on the Blaze Radio Network. And I am your affectionate, respectful partner. I am Jay Severin. You are the best and brightest. We are the Blaze Radio Network. one 3393 1-888-900-3393. Again, I'm dying to give you Severin doctrine on Trump's opinion that, quote, our system is rigged, it's arcane, no one understands it, and it's unfair. And I think you know what system he's talking about. Ours! The Constitution of the United States. The Electoral College. Trump doesn't believe in it. But, as I have vowed that your calls take precedence, that will sit there for the moment I have no call which is not now. Rich from White Plains. Welcome. Jay, how are you? I'm well, sir. Thank you. I don't believe in coincidences either, okay? Um, there seems to be some debate whether this happened at the event or on Fox. Do, do, have, have that, has that been solved or answered yet? Rich, it hasn't even been asked. Hasn't <laughs> even. Well, think. You know what I'm thinking just now, Jay. And you're right, I'm by the way. For those who don't know, don't know. the failure could be uh, whether it was sabotage or whether it was a failure. It could have occurred on the uh, whatever it is, twelve seventy three, or my thinking delegates. You know, Avenue of the Americas. It could have <laughs> happened at the at the Fox broadcast studios. Uh, up on 6th Avenue, or it could have been at the source, more likely at the source. Uh, but I think it's sabotage, and therefore more likely to have been sabotaged by the look for the union label, uh, sabotage at the source. But, but Jay, I, I could have swore I saw that event being broadcast on another network also, other than Fox. Oh, did you? We're, we're, I, I think so. I think One America News Network, they, they are the official uh, network, Trump network. They broadcast every Trump um, rally uh, live, that network. Um, I, wasn't they even aware have of, I wasn't aware of that. 
Yeah, yeah. But but you well, know what? All right. I'm did you did you see it on that network? I I'm pretty sure I saw it. Here's what happened. I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing Trump and I'm so sickened, I can't listen to the man anymore. I just can't. So I'm going through the dial saying, going anything but Trump with regard to my TV watching. You know what I'm saying? This is how right. inundated we've been with Mr. Freaking Motormouth, all right? <laughs> and um, I saw it on two, on two networks. Well, here's what I'm asking you, though, just for sake of time. We're, Rich, was the audio okay on the alternate feed? That you That's, were watching. I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't stay on the channel that long. You know what I ended up watching? I ended up watching Chuck Todd grilling Ted Cruz in a, what was taped, uh, which I didn't know was taped. Did you catch any of that? Well, that was from uh, Meet the Press. Oh, what was it? I guess it was a, I a think rerun so. on yeah. MSNBC that I didn't get to see, and I was more interested in, you know, and Cruz is just spectacular with regard to, um, you know, how he is. He is the guy. He's not afraid to confront, you know, liberals. Right. Let me ask you this, though. In the seconds we have left, Rich, do you think that Ted Cruz is a good candidate? Not comparatively. This is not a comparative context. Do you believe he's a good candidate? I absolutely believe he's a good candidate, and I want to know where all right, all that's all. That's all I have time for, Rich. I don't. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. We are the Blaze Radio Network. It is Friday. And so things unusual might occur. Um, well, then again, things unusual occur on Mondays, too. But in any case, you are the best and brightest. I am here to serve you, provide cheap yaks, and say the court of truth is open. Draw nigh and be heard. Excelsior! Welcome back, my partners on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm Jay Severin. 1-888-900-3393. Taking on, if possible, an even more important glow than otherwise it might have. Because today we are uh, trying an experiment. And that is, uh, at the sharp end of the operational stick, is that uh, nothing I have to say is more important than a call. And so that's what we're trying. I mean, I have to try to orchestrate them, but not today. I mean, right now, I have a couple of things I feel very strongly about and want to say, but I'm not going to because Sam is on the line from Pennsylvania. Welcome. Hi, Jay. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you, sir. Good. Um, I agree with you that uh, the Ted Cruz audio was probably... uh, uh, some kind of sabotage, you know, man-made. And yeah. 
I, it's a I little bit too much on... when considered, when all the factors are considered. It's a little bit too much, Sam. Come on, to ask us to believe all of these things occurred just, you know, at once. Yeah, I, I agree, but I, I disagree on who uh, may have been behind it. I think it probably most likely was Fox because uh, Glenn Why? Beck hit this. Uh, Glenn Beck touched on this uh, a month or two ago. The same day or same evening, two Fox News hosts, both um, one interviewed Ted and one interviewed Mr. Trump. Right. Now, the uh, when they interviewed Trump, they had a very expensive camera. They had the best lighting. Everything was in place to um, compliment him. Right. Now, Cruz, on the other hand, the lighting wasn't quite as well. There was different things out of place, and they weren't using quite the same um, camera trying to, you know, cast him in his best light. Mm-hmm. They were, Perceptive of you, know, you to notice. Uh, well, I didn't. Uh, this is uh, Glenn, I don't pay much attention to the lighting and stuff like that, but this is Glenn Beck's analysis. You know, and All right, well, I this is, Glenn. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's, it's certainly unsurprising Glenn noticed it, and it's a great tip. You should start paying attention to that, which maybe you have. We all ought to start paying attention to that. As someone who has been a producer uh, most of his life, as well as an on-air talent, I know these things. I notice instantly the things about the talent and how they're lighted. Fox likes to light people from underneath, like Megyn Kelly. You don't know this, but Megyn Kelly, when she sits down at her desk, what's in front of her on that desk is a bank of ultra-bright lights that all shine up at a particular angle from underneath. Now, I'm not saying... Megan's beautiful if you drag her from the back of a truck at 3 a.m. I'm not saying that this is why she looks pretty on television. She looks pretty on television because she's pretty. But in order to maximize the way people look, especially their talent, uh, you know, the, the greatest care is taken with hair, makeup, and lighting especially. So you're right to pay attention to it. Well, it's an interesting point. I mean, so you believe on at least that one occasion. By the way, have you noticed it since? I don't. I don't pay much attention to the evening news. I'm always. I don't watch TV really at all. To be honest yeah, okay. with you, I pay. Uh, no, I pay more attention. I listen to the Blaze all day while I'm working in the Stone Quarry. That's what I do. That's how I get my information. And on uh, different websites, looking at what's going on in the world. That's good for you. That's, we are, by the way, we are, uh, I speak for my colleagues, I know when I say we are proud to be worthy of you. Well, you guys do a good job and keep it entertaining. Uh, talking Skip in the morning, Glenn, Buck, and then you. It's a, it's a good lineup. We certainly try, and it means a lot to us. It truly does. You know, it, it, it truly does. I know everyone intimately in the lineup, and it means... To us, a very great deal that that we are doing our best, and we hope our best is good enough, and we hope our best is best on any given oh, day. But know that we are always, always endeavoring to figure out ways to, you know, be better and to give you our best. All right. Uh, just one more thing. Uh, yes. I'm always saying is. Uh, 
it's not fair, it's not fair. There's a there's a there's a uh, political party that's always saying it's not fair. By the it's, way, I'm uh, sorry. Did you say I'm saying I say it's not fair? No, Trump. I'm saying Trump is oh, always okay. saying Thank things you. aren't fair. Because yeah, I I hope. <laughs> I hope, please God, I have never uttered the words, it's not fair, unless I was five years old and saying it to my mother and father when they caught me doing something, you know, naughty. Because the, 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 it's not fair are the words of a loser, uh, unless you're talking to someone you love, uh, you know, family member, then there's fair. Because it's presumed that family members, people who love each other, extend to each other fairness. But in life and law, there is no such thing as fairness. And as I often point out to people, get a copy. You ought to have in your home a copy of Black's Law Dictionary. A paperback copy is available for, I don't know, you know, eight bucks, ten bucks somewhere. You get Black's Law Dictionary. And among the other things it does for geeks such as we, it's fascinating reading because it defines every crime there is in America. You just look up. Look up any crime you want. Look up assault. Look up battery. Look up rape. Look up fraud, and it, it's got just there. It is. It's you know. It's there. 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 According to federal code, anyway, are are the definitions of all these things, which some of us find interesting. I admit I do, and I could promise you, Sam, that when you search through Black's Law Dictionary, you will never find a listing for the word fair. <laughs> there, there, isn't any such thing in law known as fair. Sam, I thank you for the call. Uh, I want to point out there have been a couple of stories now on Fox News in the last 24 hours uh, triggered by, uh, pun intended, triggered by the simulated war attack on our naval warship by the Russian fighters. There has been more attention than usual paid to that event and also to our readiness given that event and if you have seen either or both of these reports on fox news and i would commend you to fox.com because i haven't looked there but i'll bet it's there it must be there it's one of their major uh i think it's their major non-political story and the 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 thesis is this our marine aviators the unit that would have been called on will be called on first and foremost is crippled. Our marine aviators are crippled. They are right now in uh, South Carolina. They have the marine aviation unit on the ground working around the clock without enough men, without parts. You could see, I'm surprised we showed this. I wouldn't have allowed this to be shown. I would have censored this if I had been the Defense Department. Last night I saw something that made me pee my pants. I saw our Marine Aviation Unit, and I saw most of the planes grounded. They, they're, they're, they have been dissembled. They have no wings, many of them. Others have no engines. They, there are no parts. The planes that our naval aviators, the best in the world, the best there have ever been, our, our Marine Aviators are flying in crap planes of crap quality we have no parts the the reason we have no parts is that the planes they are flying the aircraft they're flying had stopped 
production in like 1991 or something. They can't get parts because the parts are no longer made. And they are they are cannibalizing the few planes they have to cannibalize from in order to get a few flying again. What they're trying to do is to get a plane uh, to be particular here for those of us who care about the particular particulars of this. What they're trying to do, these 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 heroes, they're trying to on the ground equip a plane that was meant to fly max in its life, 6,000 hours, 6,000 air hours under the stress. You have to consider the stress of combat maneuvering and the kind of stress these particular aircraft are put to. This is an aircraft with maximum 6,000 hours hard airtime to remain, you know, within the parameters of reliable and safe and airworthy. They are taking these planes that are built for 6,000 hours and trying to get them to fly eight or 9,000 hours. That's, that's like a third to a quarter more lifetime than these parts were ever engineered and manufactured to do. You're talking about heroic marine naval aviators who are going to be up in these things pulling six G's at some point in combat. And what's going to kill these heroes is not a Sidewinder missile from a Russian aircraft. What's going to kill them is something that blows out in their own engine because they're flying an aircraft which essentially was built 30 years ago. Although every welfare system still gets its money. Don't worry. Acorn still gets its money. Certain churches in certain neighborhoods, they still get their money. The federal money flows to people who don't work. Naval aviators, suck on it. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. With my partners, with you. And I love you and I thank you for this job. And I try to do my best every day. And I really do love you for it. And I love the job. Thank you. Uh, Our podcasts are available. If you cannot listen 3 to 5 Eastern Time each weekday, the podcast is there all the time. Anytime you want it. SoundCloud.com. It's available in many other places, but the easiest way to tell you is soundcloud.com. Listen whenever you like, and I know you will. Impeach! Impeach! I'm not kidding. The fact that our marine aviation fleet is crippled, this is an impeachable offense. This is why we had impeachment. Frankly, we didn't have impeachment to impeach Bill Clinton, the first elected president ever in the United States to be impeached, although it's fine with me, he ought to have been impeached. He was. But impeachment is really for scum like Obama. 
He ought to be impeached over the scandalous non-readiness of our Marine air fighter fleet. We ought to get in the habit of impeaching. That doesn't make us a banana republic. That makes us the United States of America. We ought to haul out, and I said to the Catholic Church 30 years ago, and I actually did have a meeting with them, but that, we don't need to get into that. I said, you guys, with all due and loving respect, you need to haul out excommunication, dust it off, and use that bastard. You should start excommunicating people. It, it, you will remind people that it's important to adhere to the dogma of the Roman Catholic Church. Go out and excommunicate a couple hundred prominent people. Then you'll see. At least you'll have the argument. What, do you want to not have the argument? I'm saying we ought to be impeaching. It doesn't make us a banana republic. It makes us a banana republic not to do it. When we've got marine aviators on the ground struggling to try and cannibalize planes so they can get a couple of fighters in the air... That is an impeachable offense against the commander-in-chief. Impeach the bastard. Do it. Show these people who want to be president, especially the people who have no idea what it is, like Trump, show them what can happen if you don't take the job seriously before, during, and after, like Trump. Let's haul out impeachment and start using it a lot. I would love if in the next 50 years, America impeached five presidents. Great. Now, by the way, if we don't, better. But we need to establish that that weapon, that check and balance is there. And impeach the sons of bitches if they if, if they defy us, if they defeat us, if they turn on us, if they fail us knowingly, if they commit impeachable acts, impeach them. That's what it exists for. All right. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. I have something important to say, honest, but you'll be the judge of that. Trump said uh, last night, the delegate system, our political system, is rigged, it's arcane, and no one understands it, and it's unfair. Okay, that's that's his opinion. Do you know what he's talking about? He's talking about our constitutional system as a representative democracy. He's talking about the United States of America's political system. We're a constitutional republic. We are not a democracy. Jesse Jackson, bloviating in 1988, said in a speech... Uh, which I happened to attend and spoke with him afterwards, uh, he said, we are one man, one vote. We have to remember we're one man, one vote. No, we're not. No, we're not. Trump apparently doesn't believe in 
in our system. He believes in what Jesse Jackson believes. One main, one vote. We are not one main, one vote. That's direct democracy. We don't have it. That's not what we do. This one man, one vote stuff is, at least in terms of what we've been doing here for 300 years, is a lie. We don't have one man, one vote. If we did, American history would be very different. American politics would be very different. We don't have one man, one vote. We have a representative democracy. We vote. We elect congressmen to go vote on our behalves. We, don't, we have an electoral college. We had an election in 2000 in which one man won the popular vote but didn't get to be president. Now, one of the things I tweeted about today's show is, and I don't know if I'll have time for it today, but someday soon I'm going to offer you a very brief uh, and handy explainer. And that explainer is, could you mention, I'm sorry, could you explain to your child or your best friend or anybody? You know, and you could suck them into it too. You could say, you know this thing about Bush was selected, not elected? And they go, yeah, yeah. You know, ask them to fight it. Ask them to argue it. They can't. You can. Can you explain to somebody how Bush got elected in the year 2000? I can. I can teach you how to do it. Donald Trump's not interested. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. With my partners on the Blaze Radio Network, Friday edition, one 888 Doris from New York, welcome. Hello, Jay. I love you. <laughs> um, I love I you called... back. And what's more, I am a secret longtime admirer of your clearly sterling and superior tastes and judgment. And I called because of three things. Number one, I do think it was sabotage with Ted Cruz, the noise. Last night, you mean. Dishes. You could hear people talking over him. But the dishes, it was just embarrassing. It was disgraceful. Well, you could hear the sea change. You could hear, Doris, you could hear. And I don't know who's going to play it for you because somehow it's not being covered. I'm wondering tonight, the only hope I have is that Brett Baer on Fox Report tonight at 6 o'clock, p.m. Eastern, will we'll cover this. If he doesn't cover it, no one is going to cover it. But it yeah, was a sea change, Doris, as you heard. There was all of a sudden me speaking to you right now as you hear me, and then there was this. And so, and so my friend, I, I, I'd like to say, you know, I mean. The second thing is I saw the report on the airplanes, and you know what? Even though it scared me, it doesn't scare me as much as when you said it almost made you pee in your pants. <laughs> well, I'm serious. And number three, I mean, if we I have to respond, school, if we, you know what, you know what made me pee my pants, stars, is that I wondered 
Well, I didn't wonder. I appreciated at that moment. You know that Putin's people, if not Putin himself, are watching mm. that Fox News report yes, translated into Russian. And, and, and they probably didn't need, I mean, I'm being silly, I know, to think they needed a Fox News report, but it still helps them to understand that if Americans can hear that report and not be outraged, Doris, it still gives them a considerable degree of intelligence, does it not? Some insight oh, oh, into the sure. softness of American culture vis-a-vis defense? Well, you have a president that nobody respects, so this this is just adding fodder, no? Yes. Uh, the, he, has, he has viewed during his lifetime and has practiced in his nearly eight years as president exactly what he promised, a reformation of every fundamental role of government, starting with his. He is the department of, of HEW. He's the welfare department. And he sees his job as being the chief officer of the redistribution of income. And he doesn't want to get near anything military. And it's not that our own people understand that. And, you know, Navy chiefs are retiring rather than re-upping because they won't serve under him, which is, believe me, a story which will later be told, and I hope it's not our on our tombstones because people have no idea how important it is that warrant officers, chiefs are getting out. But the Russians and the Chinese and the Iranians and the North Koreans all, you know, hear this and understand it too. Doris, it's it ain't good. I know. And then the last, well, the last thing is that I learned about delegates and voting when I was in high school. I'm disgusted that Donald Trump keeps crying foul when this is something, I mean, he went to the best schools, right? Big, big Yeah, big and he has schools, the best words. <laughs> what do you, Doris, real quick, pop quiz. What do you just to prove a point of mine or not? But Donald, play with me here for a second. Donald Trump went to, is a graduate of the blank school. Didn't he say Wharton? Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Therefore, and since he never stops talking about it, is it your impression that he graduated the Wharton School, and by the way, no, he went to Fordham University. He, has he went like to a Fordham University. Vocabulary. In, in, he went to Fordham University in the Bronx for two years, then transferred to the University of Pennsylvania. But oh by God. virtue of his saying, I'm a master of, sorry, wrong, I, re, I withdraw the word. I am a uh, you know, I'm a great businessman. I went to Wharton School of Business. Is it your impression that Donald Trump holds an MBA from Wharton? You would think so. You Wouldn't would think you? So. Would would yeah, not any reasonable so person, it. based on the impression that Donald Trump gives, that he went to, that he's an MBA from Wharton? That's embarrassing. That he's is not. Embarrassing. 
He's not. He has no master's degree. He didn't go. He didn't. It, it was not. It, I don't know if he applied, but he was not accepted. Uh, he did not apply or accept be accepted at the Wharton School of Business, which is overrated, by the way, to begin with. But even were it not, Donald Trump did not does not hold an MBA from Wharton. It is one of the few schools in the country that actually names its school at the undergraduate level so that you can say if if you went to, well, let's say, let's just make up a a, 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 a hypothetical. Let's say somebody couldn't get into the University of Pennsylvania, so instead they went to Fordham for two years, then they transferred to UPenn, and they spent their junior and senior year at Wharton majoring in business. That That's what enables Donald Trump to say, I went to the Wharton school. So then he's lying Trump. Well, he's not lying, but he's, you know, I mean, I think, well, I, I think 99% <laughs> of the people who know what Wharton is believe mm. that Donald Trump is a gra- has an MBA from Wharton. And, uh, he doesn't. But, you know, would it really matter? I mean, I, you know, I, I'm listening to myself say this and I feel almost stupid because what does it possibly matter? Would he not be as stupid if he did that he does not? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen, I, I don't know if you made any comments on this, but did you hear? Um, I'm about Hillary's, to. Hillary's speech when she was talking about the privileged white. I know. Oh, yes. Speaking for me. Oh, no, she was at the uh, National Action Network, as you know, uh, that great civil rights leader, Al Sharpton, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. National Action Network. And she, uh, I have some notes here about that. Yes, yeah, she did a, a pathetic, painfully pathetic, mea moxima copa uh, about this, saying that whites need to make, in uh, a, a, a very concerted, a special, you have this, B. Go, 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 roll it. Listen, listen, Doris. We need to recognize our privilege and practice humility rather than assume our experiences are everyone else's experience. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that she's, anyone is wrong to be thinking we ought to be as conciliatory toward each other as possible based on race or the American experience in whatever form someone is experiencing it. I think that's all great. But you know, for her to go so pathetically and say, mea copa, mea copa, mea maxima copa, I'm white, white privilege, beat me, thrash me, whip me, I'm awful, we're awful, we need to be listening more. Um, I'm sorry, you're on a stage with Al Sharpton who ought to be in prison. And you're you up there saying Tawana this? remember Brawley? I mean, we can go as far back as that or even further back. I mean, the man is a crook. She's another crook. She doesn't li- The only time you see her in Harlem is when she is trying to get votes. But where does yes. she live? Yes. I mean, she's, she's a <clears throat> hypocrite. Westchester. Yeah. Did you... She's a hypocrite. Doris, have you seen and do you recall? Not many people do. Do you recall having seen the tape released by the feds of Al Sharpton wearing a cowboy hat, making a deal to transport into the country tons, yes. I don't know how many I, pounds, yes, I don't know, I shouldn't say tons because I don't that know. he was in on of, the sting. 
of hard drugs. Remember that? He claims he was in on the sting, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he claims he was working with the government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He was working with a secret. He was working with a secret party known as ASS. Uh, Al Sharpton, senior. Yeah. Doris, I love you and I thank you for the call. Thank you so very much. Um, I would like, I love Doris. Uh, I love you. Uh, It's Friday. I love everybody. Uh, And I haven't even had a martini yet. Uh, I have something I'd like to say about Trump and I think I have some time to say it. And maybe it's something to which you will devote some thought when I say it. And it comes up next. Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for my job on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for being better and brighter and caring and choosing us. I have something to say I hope you will consider during the weekend, maybe discuss with someone else. Trump has said, again, the delegate system is rigged. It's arcane. No one understands it. It's unfair. Our system sucks, is what he's saying. And what he's talking about is our constitutional system. Now, I might say, how would he know? Because he really doesn't know what it is. Donald Trump wants to be president of the United States, and he hasn't the slightest idea if you sat him in a room and asked him about the Constitution or the Bill of Rights, he wouldn't have the slightest freaking idea of what he couldn't answer any question. Okay, let's forgive that. Trump evidently does not believe in our system. He believes instead in direct democracy. See, that's why he can't understand. How did I win more votes, but I didn't get more delegates? He believes in this Jesse Jackson one man, one vote stuff. Certainly not in the Electoral College. Wait till he gets a load of that. If Trump is in ever a position to get a load of the Electoral College, whoa, I really wish uh, something called a journalist would sit Donald Trump down and say, could you explain to us? Tell me like I don't know. Tell me like I'm your youngest son, Barron. Tell me how George Bush got elected president in 2000. Tell me that story. Tell me whether you agree and tell me how it worked. Tell me how it works. Wait till till Trump has to deal with the Electoral College if he does. Could you explain Bush's election in 2000? I'm not going to get to it today, but I will at the beginning of next week. And it'll take me two minutes, three, okay, maybe four. But everyone needs to know how to explain that to a young person or a friend. Trump couldn't, and he's running for president. But the fact that he finds offensive and opposes our electoral system, doesn't that that disqualify Donald Trump? He does not believe in our current form of government. 
Doesn't this disqualify him? You'll recall from the beginning here on our show, from day one, we said, it's not about the votes. It's about the delegates, baby. It's about the delegates. Trump does not understand this or does not support it. Uh, Permit me to offer a a future example. Uh, Enter uh, Guru Jay. This coming Tuesday... Donald Trump is going to win New York, almost certainly. But is he going to win all 95 delegates? If he wins the majority of the votes statewide, you can expect Trump will be expected to get all 95 delegates. He's going to want all 95 delegates if he wins, let's say, 55% of the vote statewide. But that's not how it works. It's not how the rules work. It is winner-take-all on a congressional district by congressional district race alone. By congressional district. You can't just win 55% of the vote everywhere in America and be president, can you? You have to win certain states to win certain electoral votes that add up to the electoral votes that put you over the top. You can't use extra votes that you won in a certain state and and dump them into the pool and say, yeah, but I still won more votes. I still won the popular vote. Al Gore won the popular vote. He's not president. That's not our system. Donald Trump doesn't like our system. He hates it. He is an enemy of our system. Does that not make him disqualified? Trump will be competing in every New York congressional district simultaneously. In any of those districts in which he captures 51% of the vote, he'll get all of those delegates. But any district in which he wins less than 51%, he's not going to win all the vote, all the delegates. And he's probably going to be out there screaming on Wednesday, why did not I, I won 56% of the vote. How come I didn't get all the delegates? Because our system sucks. Does it really? Karl Marx Trump? Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.